0: All right. Thank you, ladies. We sure appreciate uh, leading us in that time of worship. Uh, It was great as always. Uh, We are ready to dive into the word this morning, so we are glad that you're here with us and we are ready to get started. Start with a question this morning Are you a warrior? Are you a warrior? A person of courage, vigor, and aggressiveness experienced in warfare? You know, talk often with the students. It was even our theme for FCA one year. about being Jesus tough, uh, how being a Christian is not something that's for, uh, for being soft, for being weak, that um, we need to be tough, we need to be battle-tested, and we need to be in the war. We need warriors. The world needs no more soft, weak, scared Christians. We have plenty of those. We need warriors. We need battle-tested people ready to fight. Moses sings in Exodus 15, uh, of The Lord is a warrior, Yahweh is His name. And sincere followers of Jesus should be warriors ready for battle, ready to engage, ready to go to war. But the question is, how and with whom? So today we're going to be looking uh, at James this morning. Uh, and you've, I've heard it said before many times, and I've said it before. What would it take for your brother To convince you to be that he was to be your Lord, your master, and your God. Would you? Would you, would you confess that your brother uh, is your God? Guess what? James didn't either. You know why? Because James was a regular, real human being. And when when Jesus was growing up, and then when Jesus moved into his ministry, James was there. He observed, but he was not ready to say. Yeah, you're my God. He was, you know, bro, I'm, I'm not real sure about this son of God thing. And then we have his letter. He's a leader at the Jerusalem church. He was martyred for his faith in 62 AD. So what gives? Well, when your brother predicts, rather cryptically, but predicts his death, that he's going to be dead for three days, that he's going to come back to life, and then you spend time with him, talk to him, and you're around him after he comes back to life, that kind of changes a man just a little bit. You know, we're just a week away or a week past celebrating uh, the Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, and, you know, it's still fresh in my mind. It's still fresh in my heart. Every Sunday, honestly, it comes back, but it's just extra fresh right now this time of year. The resurrection changed the followers of Jesus, and it's still our hope today. So I love the letter of James. And he wrote it in about 50 AD, mainly to a Jewish Christian audience. And he's dealing with some external issues uh, that are taking place outside of the church, uh, and he's handling those as well as some internal issues between the people of the church. Yes, surprisingly, the people inside the church had a few issues to work out back then as well. And James is short, and he's sweet, and he's deeply profound in addressing and handling these issues, and the Christian life in general. James has been describing the reason for their problems leading up to where we're diving in today, and then as we're getting into this verse today in this passage of Scripture today in James 4, uh, uh, chapter 4, verses 6 through 10, he's telling them what to do about it. So as we pick up this morning in verse 6, he says, but he, which is God, he gives greater grace. He gives greater grace. You have problems, you're a sinful sinner, a mess, but God gives greater undeserved favor than your mess. Therefore, he says, he being God, as James is quoting Proverbs 3.34, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now check this. The word there, resists. the word there in that verse is a military term. It suggests an army lined up in formation prepared for battle, a battle array, so to speak. Did you get that? Sinful pride invites God's battle array to line up against you. When you make it about you, when you say, I got this, I'm somebody, you're not on my level. I'm better than you, or you. I'm special because of what I've done, or what I have, or who I am. You actively invite God to line up in battle formation against you. Yet, yet, yet to those who submit, surrender to Him as Lord, Master, God, He gives His abounding favor, His undeserved, unmerited Unearned grace. So, which side of the battle do you want to be on? It's a good question to ask yourself, and one we need to have the right answer to. It's like this it's a picture of Atlas, one of the uh, Titans of Greek mythology. This is outside of Rockefeller Center in New York City, right on Fifth Avenue. And the people that went to New York City this past summer on the mission trip, we saw this. And this is a picture. Uh, of Atlas, the Greek Titan punished by Zeus to bear the weight of the world, the weight of the heavens on his shoulders. It's all on Atlas. This is us trying to do it all, be it all, win it all, hold it all, bear it all. And then right across the street, right across 5th Avenue is St. Patrick's Cathedral. A beautiful, beautiful building. And here, In St. Patrick's Cathedral, there's a different statue with a totally different message that illustrates our point for today. It's a picture of Boy Jesus with the whole world right there in his hand. Boy Jesus with the whole world right there in his hand. How do you want to live? Bearing the weight of the whole world or being held in the same? Hand big enough to hold the whole universe in it. How do you want to live? Therefore, verse 7: Therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You want to be a tough guy, a warrior, you want to battle, you want to win? The first step to that is very counterintuitive to our nature. The first step is just to give up, surrender. Let go. Drop the world off your shoulders. Surrender. Wave the white flag to God. You win, God. I'm on your side. You are worthy. You are holy. You deserve it. You are good. And in so doing that, resist the devil. Now that word there, resist, is the exact same word used when God is resisting us when we are proud, when we are prideful. God resists the proud, but those surrendered to him are called to line up in formation and actively resist the devil, Satan, the father of lies, the deceiver. And when you do it this way, the right way, with God's grace, what does the devil do? Fight you? Engage in war? No, he doesn't do that. He runs away like the coward that he is, he knows his opponent is superior. He knows he is defeated when, he lined, when we line up with God. He knows that. So what are you bearing on your shoulders? What are you bearing on your shoulders? Your finances? Your health? A relationship? What is it that God is saying, just give it to me? Just submit it to me. Just surrender it to me. Is it anxiety? Is it worry? Is it fear? Is it depression? Give it to me. Being saved from sin and death, salvation, we call it, give it to me. Surrender to me. Call out and confess Jesus as Savior and Lord. How, you say? Well, we'll finish up with verses 8 through 10. It says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, double-minded people. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Your laughter must change to mourning and your joy to sorrow. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will exalt you. Desire God. Desire His ways. Draw close to Him and He comes even closer unto you. There's no greater act of love than obedience to God. And he says, cleanse your hands, which is your outward deeds and your actions. Purify your hearts, your inward attitudes and motives. Let God's grace change you from the inside out. And then be miserable, mourn and weep. Take your sin seriously. Mourn and weep. It hurts you. It hurts those you love. It breaks God's heart. Let it bother you deep down. Let your sin bother you deep down. Bring you to repentance. A fresh turning away from it and a turning to God. Surrender. Submit. Just tap out to God. Humble yourself and God will hold you up. Exalt you. Instead of you trying to hold it all on your own. So again, I ask you, have you ever submitted your life to the one who holds it all in his hand? Have you ever submitted your life to the one who holds it all in his hand? Have you given your life over to Jesus for salvation? To be saved from sin, death, and judgment. Would you do that today? Would you let today be the day of salvation for you? Turn to God from your heart confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior? And if you do that today, would you do us a very big favor that we would very much appreciate if you decide to make today your day of salvation, that you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as an expression from your mouth that's coming from your heart in your submission, your surrender to God? Would you go to fbcdan.com and click the contact us and let us know that you did that so that we'll know and we can celebrate with you? All of heaven is going to celebrate with you. We would love to join in that with you. So again, if you are a follower of Jesus already, then I ask you again, what are you holding on to that you need to surrender to God? His grace is sufficient. His love abounds ever more. You are never too far from God. He can reach you. He holds it all. Anyway, he can reach you. Would you surrender that thing to him today? Would you line up in formation with him and resist the devil? Would you be a warrior, resist Satan, but surrender to God? That's the question for today. What is that thing for you? You know, this crisis thing that we're in, all this stuff, I know you're probably like me. I've told people this week, I'm tired of reading about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of thinking about it. But it is what it is. It's affecting a lot of things in life. And the question is, how is that affecting you right now? Are, are you allowing that to affect you in an overly negative way? Are you trying to hold it? Are you like Atlas? I mean, you saw him, big, strong, literally a Greek god-looking type of person. Muscled up, strong as he can be, but he's holding it all on his back. And it's weighing him down. And it was a punishment for him. Are you doing that right now? With something God's just standing there waiting for you to turn over to him? He just wants you to surrender it to him. So he can give his grace ever more. So his grace will abound. He gives greater grace to handle our failings. All he asks you to do is turn to him humbly and say, Yeah, it's yours again. I can't do it again. I've messed up again. I did it again. I'm turning back to you again because you are worth it. Because you can handle it, God. Because unlike us trying to bear it all on our shoulders, you hold the whole thing right here in the palm of your hand. Which side of the battle do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the side where you say, No, I can do it. You just "Grit and bear it. I can do this. I can fight through this. And then, in so doing that, trying to promote ourselves, yourself, have God actively resisting against you? Is that the side of the battle you want to be on? Or do you want to be on the side where you're resisting Satan with God's help instead? Whatever that thing is you're trying to fight on your own, you're on this side of the line. How about you just drop it, give it to God, and come to this side of the line, and then tell Satan, you have no victory here. You have no reign over me. You can't, you can't make me worry. You can't make me fear. You can't make me feel depressed. I'm not going to allow you to control my mind. I've surrendered to God. God's got my heart. God's got me. And God's got it all right here. Which side of the battle do you want to be on? What is that thing you need to surrender to God this morning? What is it? Just do it. He's ready. He's waiting. He's willing. He longs for us to turn to him in humble surrender to his authority, to his power and to receive his love, to act in love through obedience. So we're going to do a series for the next few weeks, kind of diving into this concept. We're going to look at prayer and criticism and future and, and surrendering those things to God and being more effective in those areas uh, through James's a little bit of James's letter. Uh, and then next week is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have communion together, which is going to be different because we won't be together will be separate, but when we partake in communion, even if it is through a screen, there's something special about that. So go ahead and get your bread and your cup ready, uh, and we will spend a short amount of time uh, going through the Lord's Supper, going through communion next Sunday uh, before we get into the message. So I look forward to that, and we will remind you about that throughout the week for you to do so, for you to prepare for that and to be ready. Excuse me. And before I pray... And dismiss us this morning. I just want to ask you again. Have you ever submitted your life to God, to Jesus in the first place? Confessed Him as your Lord and Savior. No better day than to surrender your life today to God than today. Today is the best day that there could be. Right now. Please let us know that you do that if you if you do that. And then if you've already been following Jesus, but you've just gone down one of those paths where you're worried about one of those things. Finances, health, relationships fear, depression, all those things. Would you give that over to God this morning and just be refreshed anew with God's grace this morning and just let Satan know that he's in the wrong formation? He's on the wrong side of the line of scrimmage and you're coming after him. You're going to resist him because he will flee from you. He knows he's already defeated. He just wants to mess your life up too. Don't let him. Surrender to God. Be a warrior. Surrender to God. I'm gonna pray for us. We'll be dis- dismissed this morning. If you get a chance, please uh, thank the Crawfords for leading worship with us this morning, and we're gonna post that here in just a minute uh, for in case you missed it or if you want to watch it again. Please be ready for that. So we love you. We'll pray for us, and uh, we'll be dismissed today. You gotta come to you this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. God, we deserve none of it. And you are standing there waiting and willing and ready to give it all to us. All you ask us to do is to turn to you and admit that we need you. To surrender to you. To tap out to you. To wave the white flag to our way, to our reign, to us being the king of our life and say, you are the king of our life. God, you showed how much you love us and how much control you have through your son Jesus you showed us you have conquered sin you have conquered death you have justly punished all of those things just so your grace could abound more god so that we could know you intimately and personally in a way that we didn't understand we don't understand that it's possible until we do it god we thank you for that this morning we pray that today is the day that someone submits their life to you and gets born again new into a new creation a new being into a new relationship with you and into the fellowship of believers your church all around the world God and we look forward to the day that you come back and get us but until that day God can we be found faithful serving you resisting Satan and glorifying your name with our lives and we pray it all in the wonderful matchless power and authority of the name of Jesus Amen Have a good day.